Hello? Who's there? Oh, it's you, my friend. I've been hiding, I think, in this dark place, warm and soft and quiet, so that I can rest. I've needed to come here more and more often this winter. I wonder why. There's a little window up there, and behind it the sky appears to be purple, with huge, thick snowflakes tumbling before that cloudy backdrop. The stars are most often obscured when I look up there. It's a cloudy, cold time. I think I need to come out now. I've rested for a while. I've been trying to get my strength back, but the moon is almost gone. It's in its third quarter, hanging in there as best as it can before it goes away completely and is born anew soon. That's how I feel. Just holding on until I can be born again in another year. Not that time means anything, but it can mean a fresh start if we want it to. I think it's time for that soon. Until then, just hanging in there. Finding softness and darkness and solace where I can. I'm so glad you're here. Did you bring a little ghost with you, maybe? A voice with a question? A spirit with something to ask? Could we have a magical, hidden library for those who may need answers in their lives? or need answers to questions or situations in their lives, either being in the realm of good, evil, happy, or scary questions to be answered, would you seek out an ethereal being, librarian, in a secret castle library, for help with certain answers to questions or insights you might be searching for? Thank you, spirit. There was a story here that came with this question. Someone else's story. A personal library with a magical librarian. An ethereal being, as the question states. It was sent to me in images, visions, flashes and I am grateful for the gift. Seeing glimpses of how another soul sees the castle is an honor. But I must answer from a personal place, 
from my specific perspective. Because that is all I have. It's all that any of us has, really. So, a library. With a powerful and otherworldly librarian. A place for questions and answers and guidance. A place with, perhaps, records. A place where memories, where experiences, where knowledge is stored. I am told that there are such places. I have told you of a few. There was an asking room, a place of divination I mentioned a little while back. But that is seeking external answers, not looking within, or is it the same thing? But not seeking among the countless rows of books stored with a lifetime's, maybe even more than one lifetime's, worth of memories. I have told you about a library, but that was a library of longing, full of wants and desires. This other library you mention, again, it is full of what has happened and what is already known, I think, full of answers, solutions. I cannot take you to your library. It's within you, and I wouldn't presume to know. But I will show you another one of mine. Be warned, though. It is a nasty place. I'm rather excited to show it to you, actually. Let's go for a little walk. I need to get out in the fresh air and the library is across the courtyard, so it'll be a nice opportunity to take the air together. So very cold and fresh. I would say that my lungs feel a little weak, but I don't really have any here anyway. I have the memory of other lungs from a different plane, but here there is just... space and air. The snow is soft and not too cold as it passes right through my non-existent body. It's almost like I am the cold air and the snow. Are you, too? Let me tell you about where we're going. I've been thinking about it a lot. I've had a lot of time to think about it lately. I've been in a little warm and dark cocoon in that castle. I've dreamt of this place with a sense of dread, but also excitement. It's my other library, one I've been neglecting for a while. 
My library where every book is full of pain, full of fear, full of what I am most afraid people will think of me, what they will say about me, what they believe about me. It stores memories, bad memories, sad memories, real memories, imagined memories. It has been getting fuller lately, this horrible library of mine. A painful place. It has records, but it also has a robust fiction and science fiction section, attempting to predict the future or reinterpret the past. And in each and every book in it, I am the villain. I am she who must be punished and shamed and looked down on. It sounds very negative, doesn't it? But I reckon you have one, too. The spirit who asked the question for this story told me about their librarian. A beautiful and gentle and all-knowing creature. A creature... Who knows? Yes, there are those, but this library... This is a different kind of library. And my librarian is very different from that. And she knows something I've been afraid to learn for a long time. The librarian here in the place we are going to is a most frightening thing. A ravenous and wild thing. I've been afraid to speak with her because I have left her hungry for too long. Do you ever have a dream where you suddenly remember there is an animal under your care who you've forgotten to feed for a long, long, long time? And in utter guilt and dread, You know you must go to their cage and see the damage your negligent cruelty caused. That is how I feel about her. I've left her hungry for too long. She reaches at me with hungry claws. But I'm not sure what she feeds on. We have to go see her. Well... Here we are. Here is the door. It is locked. Not only locked, but completely barred. Deadbolts, chains, padlocks. There's an ancient barrel barricading it. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was doing this. Help me move this out of the way. I have the keys to each padlock. Help me lift the deadbolt. It's awfully dusty in there. And very dark. Luckily, I remembered our candles. As they light up after we simply will them to. That's the beauty of a magical castle. 
The thick air around us glows a rich orange, but it does not go very far. It only lights up a few feet ahead of us at a time. The books are on the shelves, but they are also in piles all around us. They are on desks, hanging off the shelves, dripping from the chairs, even from the rafters above us. There are too many books here. I'm afraid to open any. I know what's within them. Can you open one for me? That was just one page from one book. Oh no. Look. The page is bleeding. So is the book's spine. That's her. That's the librarian. That's what she wants. Here. Take it. See. This is what happens here. I rip a page out of books and feed them to her. She gobbles them up blood dripping down her chin. But still she wants more. And I want to be rid of more. I feed her these pages until... Well, I am never done feeding her these pages. And it's an awfully painful thing to do. To open these books and see the things. Mostly imagined things. Some real things that I am afraid of people saying, thinking, believing about me, as I said. But the thing is, this is all they are. Words on pages. Words scrawled on my insides. Deep insides of this castle. This is all they are. Food for her. And she is so much more frightening than they. Her eyes are yellow and wide. Her hair is dark and wild. Her mouth is huge and red and open and bloody. Her curled fingers reach and grab and claw. In the shadows all I see is those eyes and those teeth. She lurks and she eats and she eats and she eats. Please don't make me keep opening up these books. I avoid coming in here if I can help it and doing this grim deed, but here we are. Let's open it up then. I feed her these pages until... Until she is full. But she is never full. The thing is, when I am in other rooms lately, like the weeping room or the asking room or the theater or the temple or wherever, I can hear her. I can hear her voice coming up through the pipes. 
She doesn't speak in words, she just snarls and growls and moans for blood. Locking her away does nothing. I must feed her these pages. I feed her these pages until I am free. I said I would never be finished feeding her, and that is true. But what is also true is that sometimes she is sated. Not full, but sated. Because she can take anything I throw at her. But sometimes, every now and then, she is sated. For just long enough for me to sneak by to the door on the other side of the room. I want to get to that door. I scramble to it in the darkness, hoping I can make it in time before she gets hungry again. I reach it, finally. I open it. I slam it shut behind me. I lean against it with my eyes closed, and I catch my breath. I thought you didn't have eyes here. <laughs> I open them. The eyes I don't have here. And with them I look for the voice who said that. It's a little wooden cabin I've found myself inside. And despite the fact that I know I know I came from a castle, I realize that I am in a cabin whose four walls have windows, and those windows show a different night sky. A dark blue one, with snow and sleet raining down, beating spitefully against the roof. This cabin is outside. There is a forest outside. Not a castle. But then again, there are no rules. I see you. I turn around and there is an old woman wearing a blindfold and a hooded cloak sitting by the fire, crouching and warming her hands. I see you. <laughs> I come towards her, and indeed I have a human body, like a person body, a physical body that has legs and arms and a face and eyes and, you know, a body. But it doesn't matter as I sit across from her. What are you doing in there? She asks me, nodding her head towards the door to the castle. I don't know. There's no what. There's just doing. I don't know. Looking, finding, inventing, destroying. I don't know. What are you doing in here? Not doing. Why? Because I want to see. Ah, yes. Of course. <laughs> I see. All right, sweetheart.
you may look in my eyes. Wow. You know what? I used to think it was the universe. A vast expanse of everything and the empty void from which it came and the endless dance between them. The stars, worlds, all planes of existence. The entire endless unknowing and knowing. Undying and dying. Huh. I used to think it was that in her eyes. But you know what they really are? Have a look for yourself, my friend. They are. Mirrors. Just because I can see you doesn't mean that you're there, she says with a grin. With galaxies and endlessnesses rolling within my skull and behind my eyes, I open the door again. She tells me that I can return to the forest if I want to. Do you want to come back? She asks. Not yet. Not yet. So I pass through the door again, and I am back in the Library of Sorrow. I still hear the whispering coming from those books, biting and dreadful. But sitting politely at a dining room table now, which I never really noticed was there before, is my librarian. I can see better now because she's finally had the strength to light some candles, sitting in the lovely candelabras all about. There is a clean white tablecloth under her plate, and shining silver forks and knives in neat little rows. She has a glass full of something red that seems to be whispering too. And on the plate, sit very delicately pages from books shaped into flowers and stars and other pleasing forms with pinky raised she lifts a bleeding page up on her salad fork and raises it to her ear it tells her awful things selfish selfish and she smiles 
and opens her mouth. She is the picture of grace and decorum as she chews the bloody thing, and it curses her on its way down her gullet. She dabs the corner of her mouth with a red serviette, conveniently dyed to hide the stains. She looks over at me and waves. I wave back, and she winks. It is not in conspiracy, but rather in warning. All she needs from you in order to eat your fear is your permission. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening in to episode 217 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen Zaza. I'm your host, writer, composer, podcaster, creator, etc. behind the podcast. I hope you're doing well. I know I had to take another break this week as I was off with the flu, but recovering now and looking forward to the holidays. I hope you are as well. Sending a big thank you to my question asker this week, Jamie Marcus. Jamie sent in the questions regarding an ethereal library and librarian, and while I'm not certain whether or not I answered the questions exactly, I certainly explored them and found some really interesting things for myself in those explorations. So um, thank you so much. I hope they resonated with you too, Jamie. And thank you so much for sharing your library and your librarian with me too. Sending gratitude to our sponsor this week, Magic Mind. It's nearing the end of the year, and as my energy begins to wane, as a little break before the new year comes closer and closer, I find that the brain fog tends to come on a little harder. Maybe it's the shorter, darker, and colder days, or just fatigue after a long year, but in times like this, it's easy to turn to caffeine to solve problems like undersleeping and lack of focus. That's where Magic Mind can really be a huge help. It's a little shot of green juice that I've used to replace one of my usual cups of coffee throughout the day, and I find it makes me good to go for the the whole rest of the day. My mood is boosted, my energy level is up, but what's really great is it doesn't increase my stress or anxiety level and leaves out the jitters that extra caffeine tends to incur. Dropping that extra caffeine has improved my sleep too, which is one of the great perks but it also contains a compound called L-theanine that naturally reduces your body's stress levels. It also contains adaptogens like ashwagandha and cordyceps mushrooms that help you relax and boost your mood, all of which make my day go a lot more smoothly. If you're having trouble being present throughout the day or dealing with the negative effects of over-caffeinating, Magic Mind could be a great solution for you. Now, last time I talked about Magic Mind, speaking of brain fog, I gave an incorrect link, so my apologies for that. If you tried the link and it didn't work, that's totally my fault. 
be sure to go to the following one instead, www.magicmind.co slash cold. That's www.magicmind.co slash C-O-L-D. If you go to that website, you can use my code, which is COLD20, to get either the limited 40% off for your first subscription or 20% off your first one-time purchase. Heads up that the 40% discount offer only lasts 10 days, just so you're aware. Again, go to www.magicmind.co slash cold and use offer code COLD20, C-O-L-D-2-0, all one word. Thanks so much, friends. I'd like to send thanks as well to everyone who supports the show via Patreon on a monthly basis. Thank you so much for your continued support. It means the world to me. Every patron of $1 or more a month U.S. receives access to my complete soundtrack of the show, while everyone who pledges $5 U.S. or more a month gets that and a monthly tarot reading video I upload every month on the full moon. If you want to learn more, you can visit patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. You can also donate by buying one or more metaphorical coffees in support of the show at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight or buy a t-shirt or hoodie at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night, where you can also top up your order with a donation if you want as well. I'd also like to thank listener B, who wrote a lovely recommendation on my Facebook page. Thank you so much, B. I'm honored. A great way to support the show for free is to leave a recommendation like B did on Facebook, or write a review on iTunes, or rate us on Spotify, or anywhere else you like to rate and review podcasts. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at A Dark Cold Night, Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, Facebook or YouTube under the page names On A Dark Cold Night, or on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. These are all great ways, including Patreon or Coffee, to reach out and ask any questions like awesome patron and supporter Jamie Marcus did this week that you might hear answered or addressed in an upcoming story. Thank you so much for listening this week, my friends. I'm going to do my best to release an episode for next week if I can before heading off on a bit of a vacation, but either way, I will definitely be taking the week of New Year's off. I'll do my best to release a little something next week, but I may have to fly by the seat of my pants with this one and just go on instinct which is what I'm trying to do more and more these days, and in life in general, I guess. Either way, lots of love to you, my friends. Thank you so much for making this year so special and full and magical for me. See you in 2023. Not that there's any such thing as time. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.